following podcast contains spoilers. Mr. Burns has been shot. Just a minute. This isn't Mr. Burns at all. It's a mask. Hello, and welcome to The Small Screen, a weekly conversation podcast about all things TV. I'm Max Kennedy. Joining me on the other line is Denise Luca. Hi, Max. So happy to be back. We're pumped, ready to talk some TV, ready to talk some more Emmys. Uh, before we get into that, though, Dee, I realized last week we didn't even introduce who we are, really. Oh, yes, we did. So a bit of housekeeping. <laughs> I'll just get into that really briefly. Denise and I are both TV programmers. Yep. It means we choose what to watch and when to watch it, basically, on your TV screens. Uh, we work in the Australian TV industry. Mm-hmm. I've been in the industry about five years. Dee, how long have you been? Uh, around 15, 15 years. Yeah, so we watch a lot of TV, so we're somewhat qualified to talk about TV. And Denise is three times as qualified as I am. <laughs> She's been doing it three times as long. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Max. No worries. So with that, Dee, what have you been watching this week? Uh, Max, I haven't just been watching. I'm obsessing about normal people. It's on stand right now. Um, it's an Irish drama based on the 2018 novel of the same name by Sally Rooney. It's so beautiful. It's about a romance between two lovebirds, Marianne and Connell. They fall in love in the final year of high school and then we just follow them through their relationship. And you're probably yawning right now thinking, yeah, girly stuff. But it's so good. <laughs> no, I've watched it. Oh, you have? Oh, you didn't tell me that? I love it. Oh, my gosh, I love it too. <laughs> I just can't understand. Like you can see, it's what kind of perplexes me what's keeping them apart at first I thought it was Marianne that she's so kind of strange and she's so off-putting and like I think she just I thought she was holding back but then as you watch more and more you find out that um Connell is the weakest link I think he just seems so complex he's such a cool character I'm just trying to find out why and like I'm so obsessed with it Max I want to go now and watch the next episode can I go You can hold off. But yeah, I get that. That's kind of what frustrated me. Those first three, or maybe even the first half of the season is just like perfect television. Probably the best, some of the best TV I've watched this year. Yes. Their relationship and high school. And you get why they're not together because as bad as it is to say those high school dynamics are pushing them apart. Yes. Story as old as time. Mm. But as soon as they get into uni or college and get into real life, that's when it gets frustrating because there's nothing separating them there should be nothing separating them exactly they're free they're free to be in love and then you have these dumb misunderstandings or yeah um you know just weird little things that become so big in their relationship but i still feel max do you feel that have you watched the entire thing the whole series for me right now because i think i'm up to eight or nine i don't know if uh there's a secret with connell is there something else to him than just those little things that I've kept him apart. Don't spoil it for me. (laughs) (laughs) No spoilers. Yeah, it gets good. It gets weird and then it gets good. But the good news is that uh, Sally Rooney's other book, so I haven't read Normal People, the book, but I've read Conversations with Friends, which is her first book, which is very much of the same Sally Rooney-verse universe. But uh, the same team that made Normal People are making that for Hulu. Oh, cool. That'll be cool. So there's more to come. I need to check that out. I might start reading the books too. Yeah, the books are amazing. I should mention Paul Mescal is nominated for an Emmy, isn't he, this year? Although this is not about drama. That's what I was going to say, though. Daisy Edgar-Jones, who plays 
Marianne, Marianne. Is, was snubbed completely. Yes, yeah, and I was gutted about that too because I thought even though there's something so beautiful and endearing about him, she's also very strong. She's so mm. she's so good and I don't understand why she was snubbed. What do you think it is? Uh, the, uh, maybe the, the strong contenders in that category. I think Kate Blanchett yeah. was in there. Regina mm, King. But that's true. the show doesn't exist without her. Absolutely. And I think for him to get nominated, yeah, that's a definite snub. Yeah, it is. Let's hope this continues to next year and she wins it, or is that it for normal people? <laughs> I think that's it. Unless they do oh, a season no. two. But <laughs> yeah. They could, you never know. They could stretch it out till retirement. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> to win the pension. <laughs> so corrupt and sexy. Would you say your feelings are involved? Obviously. Who is it obvious to? Well, uh, I've been watching Raised by Wolves, the HBO Max yes. series, which also airs on Foxtel and Binge. So the first three episodes of that dropped yesterday. Uh, That's right. To, timestamp the episode but that's the new uh ridley scott series focusing on two androids that raise a human colony on a virgin planet after earth is destroyed by a war between religious fundamentalists and atheists mm. and i will say i don't think that's what the series is about really i don't want to give i put it like a little spoiler warning here but by the end of the first episode all the kids are dead <laughs> bar one so i don't yes. like the whole show is meant to be about this mother the android raising these kids and by the first episode she hasn't done that successfully she fails she does get more kids i i don't know i like ridley scott when he goes big sci-fi sort of like blade runner mm -hmm. and prometheus he has this alien. yeah alien but he has this knack of creating these huge sci-fi worlds but then on the flip side he always tends to <laughs> turn away from those that big universe and just keep it really contained like alien which it all takes place on a spaceship or it all takes place on a deserted planet, which is cool. But like with this show, they keep showing you all these flashbacks of this huge sprawling war between the atheists and the technologically advanced religious fundamentalists. And that looks really cool, but you only get a few minutes of that. And then you're back to this boring planet with no technology mm -hmm. and they're cooking with sticks and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It, primitive. Yeah, it left me wanting a little bit. Yeah, I have to say I'm going to agree with that as I've watched the first three episodes and I can see that coming through in the third episode, but I, I have to agree as well that Ridley Scott has gone, and you can tell because he's directed the first two, so you can tell that they've got the Ridley Scott touch, the epic, something mm. big's happening here, right? Driving the story, and then it kind of goes a bit flat, a little bit in, on a, in episode three. I, I, as a woman... As a mother, I have a different perspective here because even though this uh, android is trying to raise children, the female android, you can see a lot of human qualities in her and maternal qualities that kind of I can relate to and I can, I can feel her pain when she starts, when certain things spoiler alert, start to happen to her. So I think that's what I actually like that, even though she's an android, I like that character. I'm, I'm into it. I can see that. And there's a bit of, there's a lot of Blade Runner in her. You know, yeah. like she's a machine that starts to embody so much of what it is to be human. And I think that's what I liked about her. And the father is absolutely hilarious because in this, in this setup, in this planet, 
the paternal android is like this secondary like assistant and, and slave to this mother, you know, in this mission. So I'm into it. I've watched the first three. I want to continue and hoping that there's an arc or something that picks it up again and makes it as amazing as the first episode. But I'm a fan. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like it's a it's an interesting study into nature versus nurture and androids and humans, that sort of can an android be a human sort of thing, like Westworld's been dealing with for yes. three seasons. With Blade Runner, it works so well because you had the backdrop of that world that Ridley Scott's created. In this one, it's kind of they're almost like two parts that mm. very much removed. So you want that that world that he's created, but you only see bits of that. And then you flip back to mother and raising the children. I kind of want them to overlap a bit more. Merge. You want them to merge. I think that's that should happen and I think it will. It, mm. it must happen, right, with what's happening in the plot. Yeah. Children. HBO released all three episodes, HBO Max, all three episodes at once, which mm. they probably recognise that if this was three one-hour episodes over three weeks, maybe they'd lose viewers because it Good does point. seem to drag a little bit. But dropping all three at once, you get through them in a day and then the next week maybe that's when things start to pick up. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's talk some Emmys, outstanding comedy series. Our topic for today, comedies. I'll read the nominations out for this year for most outstanding comedies. Uh, we have Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method. Yep, there's a lot. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Shit's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. So all great comedies great comedies and also plenty of snubs for this category we spoke about it earlier with uh normal people but i think this category has what i would think is the most snubs in the 2020 emmys this year Mm. which is probably due to comedy being so subjective Mm. good point but i've got a full list of snubs so hbo's betty the skateboarding dramedy i guess you would say which i really love the great yeah which was on hulu rami I think was another big snub. Yes. Which actually Rami Youssef got nominated for best comedy actor. Mm -hmm. Yet the show that's based totally around him and his life can't get nominated. I can't really put those, those two together. Mm. If you think he's worthy of an an Emmy, why isn't the show that he has worthy? Anyway. Good point. And Dave, which I think we agree is probably Dave, Dave. I don't know what happened there. Because when I watched Dave, I thought he was it wasn't gonna be my cup of tea. It was about a young guy, Jewish guy, who wants to be a rapper, you know, like in and joining that really strong part of the music <laughs> industry, right? But he's so quirky, so awkward, so like just doesn't belong. I and thought then, that would be right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. When I watched it, and I think we've talked about this before, Max, when he actually started rapping at the end of the first episode, gold. 
he delivered. I'm, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I don't care how quirky you are. I don't care, you, you know, what kind of a minority you are in this kind of industry. You can do this. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. But the whole series, like the writing and the shock factor of this series is, is gold. There are so many boundaries broken here and I'm not going to go into the details because <laughs> of spoilers, but uh, such a good series, good like relief, escapism and very bingeable. So I don't know why he's missed out. Is, maybe it's too controversial. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think it is back to that comedy being so subjective. Mm. Drama, I think, is pretty cut and dry where you're like, is this a well-made story? And then if it is, yeah. it's nominated. If it isn't, obviously you get a few snubs here and there. But comedy, mm. you look at the nominations and the titles we've mentioned as snubs, they're all just so varied. I'd say... Do you want story or do you want a show that just makes you laugh? Because I think out of all of these, Dave's probably the show I laughed at the most. Yes, same. Uh, I just had the most fun watching it. Whereas Betty, on the other hand, probably not the funniest show, but it came out sort of right around that lockdown period or that's when I watched it. And it was just these girls in New York skateboarding. They weren't the best actors. The stories were kind of (laughs) nothing really happens in the show or not too much happened. I just wanted to be outside skateboarding. It was sort of that escapist. Like I wasn't allowed out of the house. I just wanted to get a skateboard and be in New York and skateboard. So that's the whole reason you want Betty to be an Emmy nominated comedy. I just thought it was like a a beautiful little... Six, like three hour show about skateboarding. Look, you make a good point because in this climate, that's exactly what you want to do. Mm. You want to get out and join the real world again and do fun things like we used to. With Betty, I think for, it's not in my, it's not my demo. I'm not its demo. I think that it's, uh, it's what you said too. It's like, it's just about a bunch of girls uh, trying to skate. Like there was not nothing there to draw me. And of course I can't get on a skateboard. So that's an element that I can't. Neither, agree neither can I, I can. but you can dream. <laughs> No, but Mike, yes. it inspired me. Mine would be an epic fall. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I can't. I can't agree that that for me is a major snub. It's refreshing. Mm. I'll agree that it's something different and refreshing in the comedy slate. But I can't say that it's uh, up there for me or uh, should be a, uh, is a snub. Sorry, Max. Uh, that's fair Don't enough. Hate me. The Emmy voters <laughs> seem to agree, so you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think of the actual, the nominees? Yes, absolutely. Oh, so much. What should I start with? Well, if we start with um, Mrs. Maisel, she's massive this year. She's got like, I noticed she has 20 nominations this year. Yeah, I, I think she's Close the favourite. That. that show is the favourite. Yeah, I mean, I think the number of nominations shows that. She's massive, like for directing, supporting actors, guest actors. Mm. No Veep, no Barry. I think this is, yes. Maisel's the juggernaut that should take it yes, out. Yes, it should. Technically, yes, and it is the strongest one. And he has won before many times, right? Because I think Brosnahan has won. Did she win in 2018? She won an Emmy a long time ago. Yeah, I think she's won two. She's definitely won before. Well, there you go. And plus some of the other cast, I think the dad and her manager have also won. Who are they? Yeah, Tony Shalhoub, good old monk. Yeah, both of them for supporting actress and actors seem to win every year. They nominated. Yeah, and they're super talented. You can yeah. see why. Good show. It's got, I think, with Mrs. Maisel, you've got very strong uh, topical themes about women breaking down mm. that barrier and, you know, she's doing what she wants to do in a very tough period in history where women were like second-class citizens. What up? We're still second-class. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So it's, yeah, it's topical. It's uh, 
it's strong. She is amazing. Like when she just does a stand up, yeah. I have nothing. Like I'm just completely into her. Like you can't focus on anything else. Phenomenal. So yes, the strongest contender and yeah, the biggest thing right now. But uh, I have other opinions about this too, Max. You know me. <laughs> well, what do you got? Because I'm thinking if I'm looking at it from a comedy perspective, I'm just looking at the shows that made me laugh the most. Yes, good one. The top of the list is Curb. Yeah. The Larry David series yeah. is just season 10. I don't know. He does it every year. You think of all the, the current state of the climate and yeah. this current culture and all these little hotspots that he picks and you, you think you, he can't possibly get away with poking fun or existing in 2020, but he manages to do it without and comes out unscathed. Larry David is uncancelable. That's right. His kind of humour is eternal, mm. right? Like it's going to be, it's like, what's it called? It's cringe. It's cringe yeah. comedy. It's like my favourite type of comedy <laughs> because it's it, it can happen to anyone and a lot of those like awkward moments that you see in that comedy, I think a lot of us have lived through. Yeah. Well, we know someone who does, who is like Larry David. Definitely. Um, I was going to say that I watched a very old episode the other day on Showcase and it's about, I think it's when Larry's wife's auntie dies. He organises the obituary for the auntie. And instead of printing Love and Art, they've printed <laughs> Beloved Seabob. <laughs> and, and of course, he gets blamed for it. And like, it's his mistake. And every, the whole family attacks him and he's ousted and kicked out of the house. And then in the same episode, he goes to stay with his friend at his house because, you know, he's, he's in trouble. And he, he accidentally brushes, I think, his hand on his on his friend's mum's breast <laughs> at some point in the house. And then he gets like kicked out of that house as well. It's just, it's really good. It's really funny. It's awkward, but it kind of reminds you because Larry David is behind Seinfeld, right? Yeah. There's a lot of that as well. Yeah. You can see Kramer in him. Yeah. It's really good. I like it. And it's, it's but like you said, it's evergreen. Yeah. It can last a lot. You would think in 2020, Larry David, like with me too and everything, he wouldn't be able to That's get true. away. I think the new season starts off with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing and they tried Larry David yeah. being friends with Harvey Weinstein uh, yeah it just in, a, in any other show you wouldn't be able to touch that subject matter but he gets away with it and it's hilarious yeah, it's because he's the the character he is right yeah Max? because he always gets reprimanded or slammed mm. for doing something inappropriate like you just mentioned I think that's what that's why he's still around even though he's really bad. Definitely. He's a very flawed character. Yeah. It was really interesting to notice that he's re the series has received nine nominations for comedy series and it has the record for the most nominations without a win. I read somewhere that it's been nominated for 38. It's had 38 Emmy Award nominations. I'm like, what? Yeah, I think that's directing and writing and... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the tech art kind of art topics. It's been around for a long time though. Yeah. Like, it's a good collection for, for a show that's been around for... True. Like, to, how many years has it been? 10? No, longer than that. Well, yeah, 10 seasons. Yeah. So I but guess... had a hiatus. Yeah, a long it's hiatus been a while. At some point. I was going to say, looking at the lighter comedies and more of the escapist comedies this mm. year, because I found that a lot of the other ones like Dead to Me, The Good Place, The Kaminsky Method... All those deal heavily with like, there's a lot of themes of death, you know, existentialism. They do go, uh, they go deeply into those. And in some of those series and some of those episodes, I was bawling. I wasn't happy. <laughs> it wasn't like a comedy to me. They became more like dramedies and closer to black comedies. Like they just took all these really heavy topics and they tried to make them light and fun, but 
I don't know. Have you watched Kaminsky, the Kaminsky method? Yeah, I've watched uh, like bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I think it's not a comedy Emmys nomination if it doesn't have Chuck Laurie in there, right? <laughs> like he has, he'll just never, <laughs> never disappear. Even though this one, yeah, even yeah. though you don't. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's not really my bag. I like Michael Douglas yeah. and Alan Arkin. Yeah, and I like their relationship. So that's the only thing that kept me watching past episode one. Otherwise, I was kind of like almost depressed watching this one because yeah. it just takes you through what it does. It it takes Michael Douglas' character, Sandy, is 65 or 70 years old and like the the first episode opens with the death and basically makes him confront and like mortality, like he's going to be there soon and you know, like, and then he gets all these tests done for his issues, health issues. So I think it's a, it's very much a series about heartbreak, that one, because and all the heartbreaks you get as you get older, like he's been, like he's lost uh, his wife, he's lost some of his best friends, and now, like, his, his life is kind of, like, under threat. It's about loss. And yeah. for me, that wasn't a good, it's a good quality show. But I think what I'm trying to say for this climate, with us being all, like, kind of, like, a bit down and, you know, isolated, we need more of the escapist comedy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think the the other two contenders, Max, I don't know if you agree, for that would be insecure and what we do in the shadows. I'm on this forward path. I'm focused. It's like no job. No man. All of this sounds bad, but it's actually really good. It's good vibes on Insecure is finally getting recognized after four seasons. Issa Rae might have been nominated or there's been nominations yes. in there, but not for the actual entire series Yeah, in the comedy category. So it's good that that's getting nominated. I could see it winning. Yes, I was going to say just that. I call it the most underrated comedy series right now. Well, it does. Yeah, I think it is because it, it's it's a girly friendship comedy. So you have Isa and Molly kind of like going through their ups and downs in their relationships and career and all that stuff. But it's and it can have a few lows, but usually it's like a little argument between them. Like there's nothing that uh, kind of like sad and depressing, mm. and it's fun. And there's like. There's a shock element to this series as well. There's uh, some very explicit sex scenes that you're like, whoa, where did this, what? Oh, you were just talking yeah. in a cafe. And so there's like that <laughs> kind of like switch from scene to scene. But Issa Rae, I think is super talented, super creative. I'll never forget, I'll never ever forget the first rap she breaks into in the first episode. She was so funny. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and Max, I feel that it's still fresh and exciting after like four years on TV. It's It's, it's really good. So I hope she wins the Lead Actress Award. And she's been nominated before, so I think it's time for uh, a yeah. little underrated show to break through. Definitely. The only other one I would add in is Schitt's Creek in terms oh, of yeah. becoming, like, a favourite. I think Schitt's Creek could win. Yeah, good point. And I'd actually, if I have to put money on who I think will win, I think it'll be Schitt's Creek. Oh, awesome. How much are you, how much are you putting towards that? The <laughs> I have to check the odds. Not much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's such a hard one, but I think it being the final season in terms of things being recognised and yep. six seasons at that, you obviously when a show finishes, then an Emmy nomination sometimes or an Emmy win sometimes comes just because mm. they're trying to recognise the whole body of work, yep. which is why I could maybe see The Good Place getting there as well, but I think that aired too long ago back in September, so it's kind mm. of fallen off everyone's radar. But Shit's Creek has kind of blown it out of the water. 
with these nominations. Yeah, 15. The whole family got nominated. I love the name, like, and I love the concept, like how this, like, wealthy family all of a sudden is, like, lives yeah. in a motel in a place called Shits Creek. Like, it's, it's just perfect, right? Perfect comedy. And you're right, I did not, um, I did forget this one in the contenders and it is another one of those escapist kind of uh, yeah. fun comedies, right? Like So this could win it as well. The only thing holding this one back is probably that it aired on Pop TV, mm. whereas the rest of them all aired on Netflix, HBO, all these main networks, NBC, and now Pop TV has sort of moved away from all scripted content. Oh, wow. So in terms of having a network to back you to make a big push for the Emmys. There is a one. Let's see how it goes. You might be you might be right with this one, Max. <laughs> I hope it wins. It would be good to see it win. Yeah, it'd be good. I think like the little show that could Yes, exactly. And that's what I was hoping as well. Like all those little shows. Not so yeah. Let's see how we go. Uh, but I hope it's <laughs> one of my little shows that wins. Yeah. <laughs> Another one is what we do in the shadows. Love this one. I think it's the lightest and completely escapist, I think. Like it's about four vampires living in a house together, being roommates and like it's just hilarious. Like the stuff they say, the stuff they do. There's definitely a laugh every scene, definitely. Something dumb yeah. that comes out. And that's good because, you know, it builds a little story and then someone does something really dumb. It is comedy. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I have to say, Max, the standout for me in the latest season two was the one with Mark Hamill. This is the one. <laughs> Where Laszlo, Laszlo leaves the house because he's being hunted by an old vampire. He's, his name Jim, Vampire Jim, which is to the, like I was laughing just at that because he owes him rent money from like a long time ago, about 176 years ago. So the guy's oh, coming yeah, after yeah, him to right. collect. So Laszlo <laughs> leaves the house and then he goes, he moves to some other place um, and opens a bar or takes over, like kills the owner of a bar, takes over and calls himself <laughs> Jackie Daytona. <laughs> it's just that whole episode. And I think it's actually a nominee for, for writing that particular episode. Yeah. I think this needs to win because it's just so out there, so funny and uh yeah, it's just, it's gold. Like, I just can't. Even when they're walking in the bar and there's mirrors everywhere and suddenly, like, <laughs> they're walking past mirrors and you can see that they can't see each other in the mirror. It's just, like, all those moments of, like, really dumb, funny humour. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I think, yeah. If it doesn't win as a series, what we do in the shadows should win something in terms of script writing or, you know, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's nominated for three three episodes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy good. And it has probably, like, it's improved on season one. Mm. That's what I think. I think it's sort of funnier. And it's hard when when you're competing against Curb, Shits Creek, The Good Place, yeah. all these shows that are sort of finished. Mm. And when, you, when people are thinking about them, like we did with Curb, we're thinking about jokes and storylines from yeah. five seasons ago. So it's hard to compare. I know only one season is nominated at this time, but. People don't really think like that when they nominate or when they vote. Mm. They think about the whole body of work. Yes. So I th it's going to be difficult for Shadows to beat out 10 seasons of Curb and six seasons of Shit's Creek that's finished yeah. and wants to go out in a big glory. I'm just hoping but, for a big, uh, like a shock, you know, a shocking surprise, one of those things like, whoa, where did this come from? Yes, indeed, it's what we yeah. do in the Shadows. Watch it. <laughs> And FX are the masters. Yeah, that's true. They know how to run a campaign. Mm -hmm. They've got the, the mayor of TV yeah, they do. Uh, running yeah. it. So maybe, yeah, you never know. I hope he wins. After all that nonsense on Staten Island, I cut loose 
to Pennsylvania because it sounded like Transylvania. We all know that sounds cool. I've not looked back since. I now go by the name of Detona, Jackie Detona. And I'll tell you something, Jackie Detona's life, it ain't so bad. All right, so what are you putting if you had to pick one? Oh, no, what? Um, you know what? I would go Shadows, what we do in the Shadows, just because it's, that's the, uh, the least, you know, has the least odds, so I want it to win. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you make the most money off it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You? You're saying maybe. Yeah, I think I'm. Shits? Uh, Shits Creek, I think. Yeah. Do you like I, I just said it. shits there and forgot the creek? Shits. Just rude. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone. Just shits. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, like, that the, this is probably the time that the Emmys should focus on that true escapist, the true fun, like comedies, because. Mm. This is, uh, even though you're, you're saying that there's a lot of juggernauts and there's a lot of people that are wrapping up series like Shit's Creek. Yeah, I want what we're doing The Shadows to win. I've decided. It's going to win. <laughs> nice. Max, I'm doing it. I'm putting all my... <laughs> yeah, all the chips are down. <laughs> yeah. See how we go. All right, Dee. Pretty good place to wrap it up. I think so. Maybe next week we'll talk performances. We haven't really delved deep into the comedy and mm-hmm. drama performances, but there's been a lot of stellar acting performances this year. So maybe we'll delve into our picks for that. Sounds like a good plan. Nice one. Cool. See you, Dee. Bye, Matt. Thanks, everyone. They have no use for your song. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead and out of this world. Now I hope the compassion is gone.